Every month, we offer exciting new webinars for our community. Topics include how to use retirement accounts to buy real estate overseas, how to get a second passport in Latin America, why you should sell your stock portfolio and move your money offshore, how to buy beachfront rental properties in Brazil for less than $100,000, or apartments in Paraguay for less than $60,000. If you want to join us for free for these presentations with live Q&A, insider secrets, and exclusive opportunities with my professional network of experts, then go to expatmoney.com forward slash webinars. That's expatmoney.com forward slash webinars to register for free upcoming presentations. expatmoney.com forward slash webinars. We all dream of seeing the world, but the realities of living somewhere outside your place of birth can be daunting to say the least. Welcome to the Expat Money Show, helping you make the most out of your overseas career through conversations with successful expats on investing, entrepreneurship, self-improvement, and continual education, all while sharpening your financial acumen. Now, please welcome your host with over 20 years of overseas experience, Mikkel Thorup. Hey everyone, I am so excited about today's episode and I can't wait to get into it and share it with you. But I just wanted to remind you before we get going today to visit expatmoneyshow.com and sign up for my private newsletter, EMS Pulse. Right now we are sharing the weekly episodes from the podcast, but also a ton of other products and services that we're going to be offering, lots of language programs, lots of tips and tricks for being an expat, whether you're a first-time expat or an expat hopeful. There's just so much going on at expatmoneyshow.com. I really hope that you get a chance to come and visit us, join the newsletter, and then from there, maybe join our Facebook group at expatmoneyforum.com. Lots happening. I really want to share it with you guys, and the best way to stay connected is through these two sites, expatmoneyshow.com and expatmoneyforum.com. Thanks so much. Enjoy today's episode. Cheers. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Expat Money Show. My name is Mikkel Thorpe, and today we have on the line a really awesome entrepreneur. She is a life coach and a financial coach, originally from the United States, based out of Israel. Her business is called Successful Self-Employed Superwoman. I just love that title. And she's a really inspirational human being. Please welcome to the show, Mindy Stern. Mindy, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for inviting me and letting me have this opportunity to share a little bit about my story and what I do with self-employed women. It's really a great opportunity. Thank you so much. My pleasure. My pleasure to have you. So I would like to take a couple of minutes and I'd like to talk about your story and kind of where you come from and what you're moving towards. Oh, okay. Where to start? Where to start? <laughs> I, myself, I'm, I'm 51 years old. I'm a single parent of two beautiful children. My children are now 18 and 20, so they're not so young anymore. However, I did raise them pretty much by myself. And um, I had been in the corporate world. I was very involved in business development and marketing in high-tech companies. I live here in Israel today. And I was there for 22 years in that corporate world, taking care of my job, traveling around the world, which I love to travel, taking care of my children. And then at the age of around 40, 41, I started thinking a little bit about my future. I guess, I guess a lot of people do at that age. You know, a lot of people call the 40s like the starting to go into midlife crisis. And for me, going into my 40s was actually starting more to think about liberation I had already invested a lot of time and effort in my job and my career, working very hard to, to buy a house, build a home, 
get a car, you know, establish myself, get some kind of savings going on. And then when I turned 40, I started to think about, okay, how do I really want to now live my life that I've worked so hard for the last 20 years? How do I make some changes in order to, to enjoy it more, do something different, enjoy it more, use my talents in a different way? And I started to learn coaching. It was just as an opportunity, not necessarily for something I was thinking about doing, but it was an opportunity to learn. So I, I was going into a different direction and I started to learn about life coaching. And Mikhail, I, I changed my life. It was just amazing the process that I had gone through. I started thinking about what my goals are, what my values were, how to align my goals with my values, what I'm doing as, uh, with my family, with my children, how I see myself in five years, in 10 years, in 15 years. And I started to make changes. And the first change that I made was that, uh, well, the first plan that I made was I no longer wanted to stay in the corporate world. You know, I was working in that world in order to advance. I would have had to become a vice president of the company, let's say vice president of development, business development. And that would have required for me a lot more hours than I was putting in. And then I had to decide, do I want to advance my career or do I want to still have time and effort to spend with my family? And I decided that my family was more important to me that my career and that I can build a career while still being the parent or the family person that I wanted to be and really support those values. So I planned my exit from high tech and uh, it took me three years to exit high tech. And I started a company, a coaching company, a coaching business where I was coaching families on their finances. So I took a, a lot of my knowledge in the business world and of economics and finance my knowledge of coaching, and I meshed them together, and I created a company called Healthy Finances, where today we're an organization of about 10 different coaches that we, we coach families to, first of all, get control over their money, and then have their money start to work for them and to look towards financial freedom, having their money support their goals, their dreams, their values, and not just about budget. Money's not about budget. Having said that, I created this business. The business is running very nicely for... Since the year 2010. And about a year ago, I made a switch for me because my business, the healthy finance business is running really nicely. We have a lot of clients in Israel, outside of Israel. We built a methodology that people work with us in our coaching program for about a year to really make that big transformation in their financial life. And what I decided to do is to take the knowledge that I had gained in establishing my business and growing my business while still maintaining my values at home, you know, not becoming the entrepreneur who becomes addicted to working 24-7 and only sees the business because it's very difficult when you're self-employed and you have to bring money home to kind of make a definition of this is work and this is home. But because my, I knew my values were basically home values, I want to support my kids and be there for them, that I was able to create a business that blends both of them. I am totally dynamic and dedicated and learning all the time and advancing my business on a business level. But I'm still always, always focused on how I free up more time in an effective way to, to be with myself, to be with my kids, to be with my family, to live my life outside of work as well. So I've been doing that. It's called Successful Self-Employed Superwomen. I've been working with them, coaching for the past year. 
Wow, what an inspirational story. I would just love to learn from you because I'd have to say that this is definitely one of my downfalls. I work probably 18 hours a day, seven days a week. I own two businesses. I have a full-time job. I'm a parent. I'm a husband. I have a million different things on the go, but I'd say I probably work nonstop every day. And I, I think that I am probably missing a lot of things in my life. So if there are other entrepreneurs out there who are maybe more like me, but want to be more like you. What were some of those steps? What were the, some of those things that helped you transform? There are a few things. First of all, the first thing is mindset. <laughs> I, I, guess the, I guess everything comes down to mindset and personal development. You have to be willing to say, okay, my family is going to come first, that my business is important, but I want to maintain family values. I want to have a life outside of my business. So that's the first thing you need to do, which is not easy because most entrepreneurs are very much like you, Mika. I started also, when I opened up my business, I was also 24 seven until I caught myself and said, wow, this is not why I left the corporate world. I had to stop for a second, recalibrate my values, myself, and then I decided that, okay, I'm going to find a way to make it work where I, I have a successful business, not just a business that has income, but I, I, really, I really do personally want to have a successful business. I want to reach a lot of people and help a lot of people. And I, and I want to profit. I want to profit from that. I want to make money from that as well. So after I made that decision, I tried to look for the tools that I learned with the biggest mentors in the world, in the United States, in Europe, in Asia, physically went to learn with them to see what the tricks were. And it came down to a couple of things. Besides having the mindset that you want to have your family, the first thing would be uh, having a schedule. You live by the calendar now. And not only live by your calendar, you have to be relentless. <laughs> you have to <laughs> relentlessly follow your calendar. Because if you make an appointment that says, okay, I'm going to be spending from four to six taking my kid to after-school programming to soccer. That's what I did. Four to six, I was at soccer every day. Four to six, I was at soccer. So I had to work in the other times where I'm going to do my business. So that's one thing. Be really, really focused on managing your calendar. And inside your calendar, put your everything. Your, your, the talk you need to have with your mother or your father or your sister. When you need to take your kids someplace. If you want to go out with your wife for dinner, Put everything in the calendar and be really faithful to your calendar. Two, when you're in business, you need to be super, 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 super focused on profit. I say every moment in the office, and it can be your home office, like it's my home office, every moment in the office, there needs to be a direct correlation between what you are doing right now and income, revenue, profit. And it has to be... I think it has to be for the short term. And we know we're not here Coca-Cola. You can't be looking at, okay, what's going to happen five years from now? And many entrepreneurs start thinking about branding. You know, they're obsessed with branding. But branding takes a lot of time. And what you need is you need to have a lot of money. You need money coming in in order to free up your time so you can be with your family. So when you're at the office, be super focused that what you are doing generates an income Revenue, profits in the short term. So I would say things that really, in my opinion, waste time, you know, Facebook, email, answering phones that are just information types of phones. You can outsource a lot of that stuff so you can be focused on making money 
and have other people do the busy work. And, and it's a lot of times it's easier for people to do the busy work because they don't have to, you know, stay in their comfort zone. But if you want to make money in less time, you need to be really focused. I think those are definitely some words to live by. A lot of times I will catch myself being busy opposed to actually doing that one thing that I know in the back of my head is going to move the needle. But for some reason, it's easier to organize a spreadsheet or to do budgeting or to do one of a million other things that I use to distract myself. So staying focused on that one thing that is really going to move you to a revenue event. It's very wise. It's super important because it's easier to be busy, like you say. You know, I could do edit a video again or download a picture and then post it on Facebook. But it takes time. It takes time away from the things that can generate revenue for you. And I think the third thing that I would say, Mikhail, which is super important, which is actually the secret sauce, is developing systems in your business. That's the main thing. And you can have systems in your business for everything, you know, systems on how the phone is answered and, you know, and how you take care of the person who calls you up. What are the different options they can have? So you can have a system and a script for that. You can have a system, system for how you deal with your accounting, your finances. You have a million systems for marketing, which is super important. How do you bring in new clients? What kind of funnels do you have? What's interesting about systems is that once you build them, you yourself build them and test them and use them, you know that already that they're successful. You know the kind of results that you're going to get from them. And once you know that, you can optimize and you can make them more efficient, get better results, and then you can have other people do them. So you already know the system. It works. It's standard. Maybe you have the emails already made up. You have the scripts already made up. Maybe you have websites and landing pages already done. You need to build a system only one time. And then to rerun these things or to have someone else do it, it's, it's super easy. So it doesn't take any more time from you. Someone else can do it and get the same results or maybe better. And that frees up your, that really, that really, really, really frees up your time because these systems will help you manage your business, market your business, and I, think, and I go as far as to have systems for serving your customers so that you do not have to be the center of the operation. Your business does not live and breathe on your work. It just lives and breathes on the systems that you built. Absolutely. That makes perfect sense. Sometimes I think of these systems, I think about like creating an asset. So because I do a lot of investing, sometimes I will put money into an asset which will pay me. But this is putting time into an asset. Once you develop that, it'll actually pay you as well. Absolutely. So I would like to talk for a couple minutes about what you're focused on at the moment. So you mentioned that you're making a bit of a switch from doing the healthy finances coaching to now more of the successful self-employed superwoman coaching. So what are the differences between these? And why did you decide you wanted to make a switch in your type of coaching? First of all, I'm going to say, premise it with, with coaching, life coaching is life coaching. The whole purpose of life coaching is to help somebody reach their goals. And there's all sorts of tools and methodologies within life coaching that helps somebody reach their goals. Okay, live the life that they dream about. That's how I like to. I want to help people live their dream, live the life that they've always dreamed to have or didn't get the results or the life that they've tried to try not to remember because they're not there. The, 
really, that's what coaching is. So when I was working, I still am working in healthy finances. I just don't do the work. I have systems and other people are doing the work to help the families. But we are helping people reach their goals. And our focus to help people reach their goals in every aspect of their life was on money. So someone who has is feeling that they're not managing their money well, maybe they're in debt, maybe they feel like they're in survival mode all the time, just running after the money and not really reaching any of their goals. We were focused on the money, but because you go through a process of coaching, you start to get very, very focused on how you want to live your life, what your values are, what your goals are. And what we do in financial coaching is help you manage your money in a way that it supports your values and your goals. So the end result is not just that you're balanced in the bank, but you start to live your life true to yourself. Am I making myself clear? Perfectly clear. I love it. Absolutely. Morals and values is not something that I've had a lot of my guests talk about, but it is so fundamentally important. So it's really refreshing to hear you speak about this, Mindy. Wow, I'm glad because I think there's a big dissonance between doing and being. You know, people in this very, very fast-paced, dynamic world that we live in today are very busy doing, you know, doing. Even entrepreneurs are always doing. What's the next thing to do? And not enough time being. What's important for me? How do I spend my time? And, you know, I'm a single parent, so children, my children are very, very important to me, family is very important to me. But when you're so busy doing, you don't have enough energy and time to be being who you are. So when I look at coaching, that's how I look at it. I'm helping people be the best they can be, live the, the best life that they can live within the framework of what, of what they have or what they do. So I've taken this concept of coaching and now I'm saying, okay, my business, Healthy Finances, it works. I spent now a lot of effort a lot of learning, a lot of time in building a company that works. It has systems in place. It, it runs by itself. I have people doing the administration. I have people doing the coaching. I have people doing the marketing. Easy, because I already built the system. And I decided to make the switch now because I, I want to help other self-employed people get to that point where they can be entrepreneurs. They can be self-employed. They can know that they can get a, a good income. They can make a lot of money in whatever it is that they love and also be the person that they want to be. So also here it's coaching. I'm coaching them to live the life of their dream. However, we're focusing on their business. Their business is the catalyst. And of course, there's all sorts of technical. I love, I love, really love marketing and business in addition to helping people. So what can be better for me than to actually work teach someone marketing and business and also help them be the best person they can be, to be the person they want to be. It's just so satisfying for me. It's a great combination. I love it. I love it. Now, you mentioned goals many times. I'd love to hear about what your goals are. Right now, my goal is super, super clear, super clear. My children, as I mentioned at the beginning of the interview, my children are now 18 and 20, respectively. And my son finished high school last year, so now he is an adult. As a matter of fact, in Israel, there's uh, army service, so he's in the army now. My daughter finished her army service, and she's starting her life as an adult. And I am less needed as a parent. You know, I'm needed as a parent always, but I don't really need to take care of my kids anymore. They're, they're adults. They're pretty independent. 
And I have been planning for this time for a long time because I love to travel. I love people. I love different cultures, different areas. So my goal is actually to take my business on the road and not just to be local here in Israel, but to actually go out into the world, go live in different places, spend time in different places, learn the culture and help the people that are there. So like now I'm on my way in two weeks, I'm on my way to the United States. I'll be there for two months. So I will be working there and going to continue to work, not just marketing, but actually helping people, doing workshops, seminars, continue recruiting new clients, and the clients will be local in the United States and until the next place. In the summertime, I will be in Europe. I'll be in Spain and Barcelona. And then after that, I'll be in the Netherlands. Again, I want to reach as many people as possible, touch as many lives as I can to let women know that they can live the dream. They can be true to themselves, true to their families and have a super successful business. And I just, I just want to spread that message and I want to spread it out in the world, not just locally here where I am and not just on the internet. I want to touch people. I want to see their faces. I want to be able to hold their hands, give them hugs. And that, that's what my goal is. That's fantastic. I think it's maybe fate that we met, Mindy, because I'm co-owner in a travel agency that specializes in women-only travel. So I'll have to introduce you to my business partner. I think you two would get along phenomenally well. <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward because I, I guess if I had in line, my children come first, my business comes second, and then traveling comes third. <laughs> yeah. Travel is such a huge part of my life. It's just, I love it. I've been traveling for about 20 years now. And yeah, and lived overseas my entire adult life. And I'm still obsessed with it as much as I was when I first started maybe as a teenager or so. Fantastic. I'm with you. So it is, it is fate that we got together. I love it. So Mindy, I'm going to change gears a little bit. I want to talk to you about failure. I want to talk to you maybe about one or two of those times where you just absolutely fell on your face, you thought something was going to work, and you were totally wrong. And then, if you're able, maybe what you learned from that. I like to use a different word for failure. I like to learn as a learning experience. You learn from everything. You're learning and growing all the time, and it's just part of the process. Nothing can go right all the time, 100% right. But I don't like to really think about it as failures because I didn't fail. Actually, it's a success because I, I tried and I did something and I pushed through and I persevered and it didn't work out the way that I planned it. And there's a lot of things, a lot of things that I plan and I work really hard to make it, to have it succeed and it doesn't. But it's definitely not a failure. It's part of the process. I learned that that doesn't work, but something else work, will work. And again, mindset. But I will give you an example. When I started my own business way back when, I, I told you I was 22 years in the corporate world. I had a pretty senior position in a high-tech company, good salary. And then I make this crazy decision that, okay, now I'm going to be a life coach. So instead of just going out, quitting my job and becoming a life coach, I planned it. You know, I planned my exit three years. I studied more. I learned more. I started to coach clients. I, I got a feel of what subjects I like, what subjects I don't like. Can I do it? I mean, do I actually help people when I coach them? You know, I tried the whole thing uh, to start to market, to see if it works. It took me three years to get up enough confidence saying, okay, now I can leave this, this cushy position and start my own business and still be, still be able to support my family. 
You know, that, that was my concern at the time. So I, after three years, I was very proud of myself. I gave them my notice. I quit and I started my own business. And with all my intent <laughs> to be able to market well enough and to be able to support my children the way that we're used to living and I would have clients and succeed and all those three years of planning did not really come out the way I planned. When I started my own business, I did not have a lot of clients and I struggled to get the next client. It was not easy and I had to eat up a lot of my savings and there were nights when I did not sleep well. And the more I did not succeed to get enough clients to support my, my, my family, my lifestyle, the harder I worked. Because, you know, I have to do the next thing and find the next thing and learn the next thing and go to the next mentor and, you know, just find whatever I can find to make it work because I was not going to fail. I wasn't going to go back to the corporate world. It was not an option for me because if I was going to spend so many hours working, I wasn't going to do it for someone else. I was going to do it for me and not have a limit of what I can do. But, you know, it wasn't happening. It just was not happening. So there was a period I, I kept going and looking for another teacher and another method and try another thing for three years, Mikhail, three years. And I was not going to give up. I kept on going. So I'd make a little bit of money, but I'd still be struggling to make a little bit of money. Something worked. Make it a little better. Okay, but for three years, I was really struggling. I was struggling financially. I didn't have enough clients. And I did not know what I was going to do. And then I got to the point where I say, okay, Mindy, do or die. Either you find something so dramatically different than what you have been doing until now. Not just another thing, but another kind of mindset, another something. You know, it had to be a combination of something physical and something I mean, personal development it had to be something there because there was some sort of block in me that wasn't allowing me to find the tools. I don't know. Anyway, after three years, I decided that I'm either going to find something right now, like I have a month to do it, or I'm going to close my business and go back into the corporate world. And during that time, I guess when you put it out there, the universe comes to, to help you out. And I found a teacher that was teaching business and marketing really in a totally, totally different way and had a combination of personal development, <laughs> personal development and business development combined together. And with a little bit of a change in my mindset and these tools that were so dramatically different than anything that I had been doing, within six weeks, I had my first marketing campaign up and running. This is when I was in healthy finances. I had my first marketing campaign up and running clients were turning to me. I was not looking for clients anymore. They were turning to me, calling me up, asking me if they could work with me. Within two, three months, we had, and there's two of us, there's me and my business partner. We were both, we had to support both of us. After two months, we raised our prices because we had a lot of clients. We were filling up our schedules and our coaching process is a year. It's not six weeks and it's not three months and it's not six months, it's a year process. And our calendar filled up. We raised our prices. Still, people were turning to us. And then we started to uh, train coaches to coach in our methodology. So that, that's a failure. I could, have, I could have packed my things. You know, I was there to say, okay, this is it. But then I said to myself, you know, Mindy, you are not going to fail. There must be something. One more try. And, and that was it. 
And then within six months, I already had coaches. And then the rest is history. Like I said, now I have a business that runs by itself and I'm free to go on to my next project from failure. I love it, Mindy. Such a transformation. But one thing, just after speaking with you for half an hour, I think that if it didn't work that time, I bet you you would have gave it one more try. And if it didn't work that time, I bet you would have given it one more try after that. I think that's the type of person you are because it doesn't seem to me like you would ever quit. So good for you. That's amazing. Thank you. Listen, a lot of the times it's not easy. You struggle, you do something, you put time, you put money, you put hopes into things and they don't necessarily work out the way you want. But if you let them crush you, you're, you're never going to get there. You're never going to get to the next step because it's just the tactic wasn't right or maybe the mindset wasn't right. It's just a tweak here and a tweak there until you get to the success. And like you said before, these people, these overnight successes were struggling for 10, 15 years until they became the overnight success. Yeah, absolutely. Hey guys, we will just take a quick break. So I want to remind you to go to expatmoneyshow.com to pick up your free special report called 19 International Strategies to Grow and Protect Your Wealth Abroad. We have had some really good feedback with this. It's actually a project I've been working on for probably about four years now and been offering it to my subscribers. And I am constantly updating it with the best and the newest resources for people wanting to go abroad. It is really amazing. I'm really happy with the work that we've done. And it's really different than a lot of the other projects out there or special reports or ebooks or anything like that. And this is one of the main differences. It is highly curated, it is highly condensed. It is not 400, 500 pages long and talking about every single thing out there and every single little detail. Actually, that doesn't serve anyone. Your best bet is always to go with the really, really condensed information so that you can connect the dots, so you can understand what's happening and how things fit together. And that's exactly what this special report does. So it's called 19 International Strategies to Grow and Protect Your Wealth Abroad. You can find it completely for free 100% free at expatmoneyshow.com. Okay, enjoy, and let's jump back into the interview. So Mindy, I do coaching myself. I have clients of my own, and then I also take coaching for certain skills and certain things that I want to learn. What are some of the things you would like to tell people or teach people when working with a coach? So if someone were to come to you, what were those things that they should understand? What can they expect while working with a coach? First of all, I have to say that I think that everybody, 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 everybody should have a coach. I think that should be a prerequisite. It's a life skill to get a coach for everything. If you're in sports, for anything that you want to do, anything you want to accomplish, because it gives you the sense that somebody is with you, one, and two, accountability. You need to answer to somebody. Someone's going to ask you that difficult question, okay, what did you do? Or did you, did you do what you said you were going to do? And that kind of accountability helps anybody. It helps me. It helps my clients go to the next stage because you feel obligated to do something that, you know, it probably would have been easier to do busy work, you know, or procrastinate or something else. So a coach is really something that really can help you reach your goals faster because of this issue of being accountable to them. However, there are two things that I think are really important when you start working with a coach that I would suggest to everybody. One, the first is that coaching is a process. It's not something that happens overnight. It's not like a consultation where you can go 
to, well, let's say a dietitian. You go to a dietitian, and the dietitian says, okay, eat this kind of food and that kind of food, and here's a sample menu, and get some exercise and go home. Okay, what happens when you work with a, a consultant? They tell you, okay, do these things, and then you go home, and then you have to face yourself again, okay? You probably knew you needed to eat that way beforehand, but you weren't. You probably knew that you needed to exercise beforehand, but you weren't doing the exercise. Something else needs to change in order for you to be able to do those things. So to change your behavior, to change your mindset, to find the, the tools, the tricks, and the methods that help you do the things that you need to do in an easier, more pleasant, more satisfying way is what the job of a coach is. So it's a process. You take baby steps. You take baby steps to the next thing, and then you're able to do that, and then you go to the next thing, and then you're able to do that, and you go to the next thing. It's a process because it's not just intellectually knowing how to do something. It's knowing it in your DNA. How do you do it? How do you approach it? How do you think about it when you're going to do it? What are the outcomes that are going to happen? How do you deal with the outcomes that are going to happen? How do they raise emotion in you? How do they make you react in different circumstances? And to start to investigate your behaviors and your reactions and your beliefs according to the things that you need to do, and then you mesh them together to make it a, a good fit so you can move forward. So it's a process. Don't think that when you go to a coach that you know he's going to give you some recipe and at the end of the tomorrow you're going to be able to go and be a changed person. Tomorrow you're going to have enough tools to start working your new muscles. Like you would go to a gym, you work that new muscle. First you start off at 2 kilograms, and then you go to 4 kilograms, and then to 10 kilograms. You just keep going up. But you need to work the muscle, work the process, and don't give up because the process is an ongoing process that will get you fa actually faster to your goals because you'll be very, very focused. So that's one, the process. The second thing that I would say when you're thinking about working with a coach and that you're looking for a good coach that's good for you, it's a two parts. One, that coaching is not forever. It's not like going to a psychologist where you go all the time, once a week until you feel good. Okay, it's not a forever thing. Coaching should be goal-oriented. What are your goals and what's the plan to get to your goals? If you're going to go to a coach and a coach says, okay, I can help you reach your goal, so why don't you meet with me and we'll have 12 sessions or we'll have 24 sessions and everything's going to be great and I'm going to give you the best tools in the world. Don't, don't go for that. When you go to a coach and you're trying to decide what you want to do, ask what your methodology is. What's the process you're going to take me through? What are the steps that you're planning on leading me through so that you know as a client and the coach knows that there's a beginning that there are steps that need to be taken and that there's an end. It's not forever. Although it could be that you decide on a new goal, so you take a coach again to achieve your new goal. But don't let someone just keep you going, you know, hanging on, hanging on by a string because then the coach isn't focused on the end result. And if the coach isn't focused on the end result, you're not going to be focused on the end result either. You're just going to you're going to keep going like a river. We want you to be like a laser beam, not like a river meandering towards your goal, you should be focused like a laser beam towards your goal and your coach is the person that's gonna focus you. He's gonna keep you online. He's gonna keep you in alignment and accountable towards your goal. He's gonna remember your goal when you forget. 
Perfect. So when someone is hiring a coach, should they be hiring a coach to do many different things? Or do you think that someone should hire a coach for specific aspects of their life? I think that everybody's got an expertise and you should really go to an expert. So I think that it it is difficult for any coach to be an expert of all things. It's difficult for a person to be an expert in all things. I think that being an authority requires you to be very focused on a certain subject, on a niche. So my, my answer would probably be to go to a coach for whatever it is you're looking for. If you're, if you're looking to improve your money, then go to a coach who is an expert in money. If you're looking to improve your time-life balance, your work-life balance, go to a coach that that's what they do. Career coach, business coach, marketing coach. Like even when you go to business, not all business coaches are equal. Businesses are, are multifaceted. Do you want to grow the, the assets in your business? Do you want to work more on operations? Do you want to focus on marketing and new clients? Even there, I think there's the, or human resources. Your, I think even there, in, even in a business coach, you need to focus on what it is that you want to do in your business and find someone who is an expert in that field. And I'm, I'm going to just add to that one more thing. I decided many years ago, after I became self-employed, because my real personal development came when I started to learn coaching. I started to get very involved in personal development. My own personal growth started at that time. At the beginning, I'm a person that has brought up that academics are very important. I have, uh, I have a few degrees. I have a bachelor's degree. I have a master's degree. I mean, education and school, higher learning was really very important to me. And I always knew that you needed to go get advice from people who were more learned. But at very early in my business, I guess that's at that three-year point where I was really at a, a point where I had to decide whether I was going to stay or whether I was going to go, I decided then that I was only going to work with what I call mentors and not with consultants or coaches, regular coaches. I only want to work, and I do. To this day, I only work with people who are what I call walk the talk. They've done it themselves. That's the life that they are living. They are, they are themselves an, an example. It's not just academic. It's not something that they learned uh, it's something that they live. And I, when you choose a coach, I think that you should go along the, the same lines. Whatever that coach, whatever the subject is, make sure first that the coach is living that life, living it every day. If it's a coach that's going to bring you more money, that coach needs to have money. If the coach is going to bring you more clients, that coach has to have clients. And make sure that they walk the talk and an expert in whatever they are teaching you, te- technically with tools as well as in their being, that they're walk the talk. Yeah, I agree with that completely. I remember Grant Cardone said, I can't teach you to be a billionaire because I'm not a billionaire myself, but I can teach you to be a millionaire or a decamillionaire because I've done that, but I would never presume to be able to teach you to be a billionaire. So that's what I always think about as well. Look at someone, what they've actually done in their life, actually accomplished, and then you're trying to get to that point. Once you get to that point, then I always look at, hiring a new coach who's either further on or changing my goals and always trying to find someone who's actually where you want to be. Exactly. So, Mindy, you have two children at home. So what are some of the skills that you're trying to teach them to be prepared for the future? I think that the most important thing for anybody is to be a good person, to be honest and true to yourself, understand what your values are, and connect with other people, to listen, 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 listen to other people, to listen, to see what they have to say, to try to be empathetic, understand, 
I think that is the primary skill. And the next thing that I would say is to, to know where you can find the answers. That's it. Know, know where the resources are or look for the resources because we don't know it all and they don't know it all. But if you're good and you're true to your values and you have good communication with other people, I think that my kids will be the happiest people in the entire world, true to their values, connect with other people, and be curious enough to find out where they can find the answers. And, and I guess be open enough to be able to hear those answers and, and judge what's best for you and what's not best for you. Yeah, I guess that's it. That's not a, that's not a very skilly skill. <laughs> that's all right, Mindy. I'll take it. I, I like it. So integrity and being able to ask the right questions and know where to look for information. Yeah, and connecting with people. Because, listen, we're, we, you and I, and I guess a lot of people that are listening to us, we're all in business. So you say, okay, I need to know about money, and I need to know about marketing, and I need to know about human resources. And you, you need to know endless amount of things just in running a business. But the, the end result is people do business with people. Nobody is going to want to use your services and work with you because you have a great accounting or, and, and even if you have great marketing, they're going to want to work with you because they connect with the tone of your voice, the values that you're expressing when you speak about that, the people that they see you talking to and working with, they're connecting with you and they're doing business with you because of who you are and not necessarily what you know how to do. Because there are a lot of people who might know the same thing that you know, or there's a lot of people who know the same, same things as I know. But people are gonna do business with me because they're gonna to connect to me, the, the message, the, the, my belief system, my value system that I am expressing out there. And, it's, and I'm not the right person for everybody, but I am exactly the right person for the people that I'm exactly the right person for them. And that's good for me. So putting in a little bit of your personality, I suppose, with your messaging and letting people get to know you so that your message is going to touch specific people and maybe you're not worried about everybody else. No, whoever connects with me is going to connect with me. And, and, and for me, that's, people connect to me because of whatever language I'm using, they're attracted to that, they like that, they're going to get a lot of value out of it. And I, as a person who gives services, are going to get a lot of value. I'm going to be working with people who value me, who appreciate me, who understand me, who speak the same language as me, the work is going to go so much better. It's, the whole process is much more enjoyable for both sides of the spectrum. And it doesn't matter what business you're in. Even if you're in business like construction or selling cars or you have a product, it really doesn't matter. If you can't be personable with people and connect with people, you can have the best product in the world and you won't be able to sell it. Because people do business with people. That's why I think how to win friends and influence people should be mandatory reading for human beings. If you were born on planet Earth and you are a human, you need to read this book. I think it's... Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't know how I didn't find the book until I was in my 20s. Why was it not there when I was 12 years old? You know, why did I need to find it on my own and no one showed me this? Why was it not taught in school? You know, that, that... It's amazing because the book is, I think, 80, 90 years. Exactly. It's not like the book wasn't there. What happened is that no one told me about it. And then at that age, you know, you don't know where to look for those answers like you mentioned previous. But for me, with my children, I will definitely be having them read it or I will read it to them once I think that they can handle this. Because dealing with human beings and interacting with one another is, is such a fundamental skill, as you said. 
Yeah, I think it's the most important, the most important. So this is a great segue, Mindy. I would love to talk to you about formal education because you have a bachelor's and a master's degree, but you also have spent so much time with coaching and mentoring. I would like to hear your opinion going forwards for the next generation, what people should be focusing on, because I see these as such different types of learning methods. Absolutely different. I am all for learning. I think that we never, ever, ever should stop learning or can even stop learning because every day is a new day with a new challenge, a new way. And people should put a, a massive amount of time and energy and money in their lives in investing in their own education. I don't necessarily think that going to formal education, you know, university and degrees is, is the ticket. I don't necessarily think so. And I can just only give you an example with both of my children who I told you at, are at that age where they've both finished high school and they have to decide what they want to do with their lives. You know, big, that's a very big decision for a very young person to take on. So my children, my daughter is a dancer. She has, she loves dancing and she danced all through elementary school, junior high school, high school. She loves it and she wants to continue dancing. She wants to make that her profession. And my son plays soccer. He's 18 years old and he grew up also, you know, sent him after school lessons to soccer. And he loves the sport and he grew up in it. And all through elementary school, junior high school, high school, he plays soccer. So what do you do? If I know that if I had, if I had not go into the world of personal development and I see it in my sisters, I have two sisters who are talking to their children who are at the same age, their dialogue is about, okay, what schools are you going to go to? Which colleges are you going to go to? And my dialogue is totally different with my children because college or university is not going to help them achieve their dream. You can't learn academically how to be a soccer player or a dancer. The only way you can do that is by playing soccer and dancing. And I am supporting my children 100% in following their dreams. If at a later time in their life they want to to learn about a skill, that a skill set that they can learn that in a formal education, then they're welcome to go and do that. You know, you're never too old to learn. But you need to learn and invest in yourself in the way that is going to bring you closer to your goals and your dreams, that integrity that I spoke about before. And thank you for letting me use the word. To be in integrity with yourself. Learn the best possible ways that you can learn to achieve your goals and your values the way you are today. And, and if it's not academic, it's not college, university, then it's not. I mean, who needs to go to college, university? If you, want to, if you dream to be a doctor, you know, if you dream to be a lawyer, or an engineer, those things, you do need to have formal training. But if, if you want to be a coach you know, and work with people, you don't necessarily have to go to college to do that. You need to learn from the best. I'm, I'm totally for learning for the best. But it uh, doesn't necessarily have to be in, it doesn't have to be in college at all. I love it. That's brilliant. And I think one of the other things is that a lot of parents do is if they were in the same situation, they would say, well, maybe you should go to college just so you have something to fall back on in case soccer doesn't work out or in case dancing doesn't work out. And I think this is just awful. I think that is just so disheartening for a child to hear because 
for me, that translates as they don't have the parent would not have faith in in the child. They don't they don't actually believe in the dream. So what ends up happening? They listen to their parents because they think that they are wiser or they they have their best interests at heart. They go to college and it distracts them so much from that profession and that passion that they originally had that they never come back to it. Because a lot of times the university might be say three or four years. Which really can be an absolute lifetime. So I'm so happy to hear that you are supporting your children fully in their dreams. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, they can always learn. They won't have the physical wherewithal to do what they want to do four or five years from now or when they're older. Now is the time. And that's what their dream is. But learn. Like now for soccer, my son is, is learning. In addition to his regular practice, he goes to private lessons and he learns techniques. You know, he, he works on himself. My daughter with dancing, she learns with the best because that's what she wants to do. And if she wants to be the best, she needs to learn from the best. And she invests a lot of time and effort. I, I, she invests more in her dancing than I invested when I was in college in my, in my learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots more. But see, for a lot of people, it's very easy to understand the relationship between a coach and an athlete. But for some reason, people have a lot of difficulty with a coach and business. And I just don't understand this. I think having a coach for business is as important as having a coach for, for physical fitness, for sports, for an activity like that. Absolutely. Like I said before, if you want to reach your goal, we all have goals. Most people, unfortunately, give up on their goals because they don't know how to reach them. They don't know how to reach them technically. They don't know how to reach them emotionally. They don't know how to overcome the obstacles on the way to reaching their goals. And, and, and there always are. There always are because that's life. Life is very dynamic. Without someone there holding you accountable and keeping you on track, it's very, very hard to do it. And let's say you can do it. Let's say technically you have the wherewithal emotionally and mentally to do it, it'll just take you so much longer and with so much more effort to get there that I think it's a waste of time. It's a shame. It's a shame to learn by yourself something that already other people know how to do already. That's one of my key messages. And I don't know who originally came up with the saying, but someone always said to me when I was growing up, the best way to learn is to learn from your mistakes. And for me, this is the worst way to learn. I think that this is just a terrible, terrible, terrible way to learn. I would much rather learn from someone else's mistakes and then not make them myself and just go forwards. Absolutely. Now, when I do make a mistake, I want it to be as far down the road as possible, and I want to have exhausted all the other resources. So I'm not making silly mistakes, stupid mistakes that actually with a quick Google search or you know, pay someone $500 or $1,000 to a coach, which really is nothing, and then I don't need to make their mistakes. Like that, That's going to save me months, if not years of my life. That's going to shortcut me to success so much faster. Absolutely. And not, not only that, that you avoid the mistakes, because I think it's impossible to avoid all the mistakes. But if you have someone by your side working with you, if you do make a mistake, you do fall, you can get up so much quicker. Absolutely. And then someone is able to actually say to you, okay, this is the mistake. Do you understand why this happened? So even if you make the mistake, make it once. Don't make the same mistake 10, 12, 20 times, which I have to say, looking right. back at my life, I did many times, many, many times. I did the same mistake over and over and over again because I was not able to identify it at the time. Now, if I had someone standing next to me 
someone objective who had my best interests at heart, and it was their mission to make sure I succeeded, I'm quite sure I wouldn't have made it more than once. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it really should be mandatory, just like in sports. You know, if you want to learn a sport, you go to a coach. The better the coach, the faster you get to your goal, the further you get with your goal. And I think that's true in life. A coach is someone there. We, we have, Mikhail, people, I think, in general today in this very fast-paced, dynamic world. We don't have enough support. We really don't have, and it's going towards, uh, you know, since the, the family unit is a little bit deteriorating and technology is coming in and you see the children, the next generation, very focused on their computers and their iPads and their telephones and, and becoming more isolated. I think that it's so important, so empowering to get a little bit of support, to have someone that is 100% on your side. It's a, it's a rarity. And even... Even if you have to pay for it, it's better to pay for it and get it and know that it's authentic and the advice that you're going to get is good and someone is there for you than to have to struggle by yourself and be alone. And I think that's one of the reasons that so many people quit is because they don't have that support structure. Now, when I look at my life as an expat, I've been an expat for 20 years. So everyone I associate with are, I would say, 99% of them are also expats. So we don't have that family unit. We don't have our parents here with us or our siblings or our cousins or any of that support structure. What we do is we rely on one another. But as you said, you know, society, we're getting further apart from one another. It's becoming more ingrained with technology and less this face-to-face -face communication. So having a coach on your side and being able to spend a little bit of time with you to keep you to true north, I think is just unbelievable. Absolutely. It goes a far, long, long way. So Mindy, I'd love to talk to you about some of the other books or maybe courses or things that you like to learn from, things that have helped you to become successful. I read a lot. First of all, I don't know any, anybody who is successful who doesn't read. So that's a recommendation to everybody. If you want to be successful, read. <laughs> read <laughs> yeah, read, I'll, read. I'll give you a plus one for that. <laughs> I, 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 it's another one of my... See, this is a great conversation, Mindy. We're touching on so many of the things that I really believe in as well. Yeah, reading for me is number one. So I'm, I'm so excited. Let me hear some of the books that have influenced you or some of the things that you really enjoyed reading. Okay, I'm, I'm going to mention two books that have to do with money that I think everybody should read. And when I started my business in healthy finances, it, these books really helped me start my approach and build my methodology. One is Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. I'm sure that a lot of you have heard about it. It's classic, it's absolutely. Classic, it's a, a mandatory, a must mm -hmm, for anybody mm -hmm. who starts to think about uh, how, to, how to have their money work for you. And the second one is more of a spiritual type of book. It's called the, um, Creating Money by Sayana Roman. It's called Creating Money and Attracting Abundance. And it talks about money, but more on a spiritual plane, about your mindset and your thoughts, and, which I think is really important because on one aspect, Kawasaki speaks about the material aspect of money and, and wealth, and she speaks about, in creating money, it's more of the mindset of money. And I've learned in my own experience that you cannot have material wealth if you don't have a mindset that supports that. So these two books together, I think, are a real success. 
And other than that, there are two, two people, two big people out there that I follow a lot and I go to a lot of their events and I try to do coaching with them and try to get as up close and personal as I can. Not always can I get up close and personal, but at least I go to seminars and workshops. One is a man called T. Harv Ecker, and he wrote the book called The Millionaire Mind, which is very important. And he has a series of workshops that talk about all of his workshops are based on business development and personal development meshed together. And the other person would be, uh, I follow a lot, Tony Robbins. My favorite. Everybody who listens to this show knows how much I love Tony Robbins. <laughs> yeah, and, and I do. I, I do as well. I, I really admire the man so much. I love his teachings. You talk about people doing business with people. I feel that I know him, you know. I, I really, I love this man. I think that he's brilliant and he helps people change their lives for way for the better. So those are two people that I would really recommend that you get involved in their program, not just to read their books. And they both have really very good books, but also to get involved in their programs and meet the people who are going to these programs because it's a different kind of caliber of person than I've met in other things that I've done. Excellent. So how much time or how much money do you usually spend on personal development every year for yourself? Every year I spend more and more. Let's just put it that way. More <laughs> and more. I started, like I said, almost 10 years ago when I started coaching to get involved in personal development and it started to be with books, reading, and then I started to go with some workshops that were local. Like I said, I'm in Israel. Not many of the big names come to Israel physically. We're a small population. But then I started about three years ago to go abroad because I like to travel. So I'm, I'm going. I'm actually investing a lot of money in very expensive programs. I'm flying there. I'm staying in hotels. I'm not in my working those days. I'm dedicating 100% of my time to learning and growing as a person because the more I grow as a person, the more my business is going to grow as well. It's just one goes with the other. Yeah, I think that a lot of people, they seem to think that this is a cost. Now, in 2018, I thought I was going to spend about, because I did the calculations in 2017, I thought I was going to spend about $30,000 on personal development, but it already looks like it's going to be more around $50,000. So that's the same thing. I, I live in the Middle East right now. I live in Abu Dhabi. I need to travel to the United States for all of these events. But actually, I don't think about it as a cost. I think about it, number one, as an investment. And number two, if I put in $50,000, I expect to have a return on investment. And I, and I know I will because I have last year and I did the year before and things like that. And it seems to me that the more I dedicate myself to learning from top coaches and top mentors and paying them whatever it is that is expected of me to pay. Actually, the more seriously I take it, number one, and the more results that I get out of it as well. Absolutely. The smartest investment that you can make is to make it in yourself, in your personal development, in your personal development, because you grow and you, you become a better person. You enjoy life more. You're able to influence more people, help you make more money. Just be learning. And I'll tell you another advantage other than, uh, than, than I become a better person. I am becoming always a better me, which I like. The people that I meet, the opportunities that I'm offered, being in these environments with these people who are also a super, I don't even know how to call it. They're not just super ambitious. They are super dedicated to being the best. And being the best means being the best 
in your business, being the best who you are, being the best in your interactions, the caliber of person that you are going to meet and the opportunities, business and non-business opportunities that you're going to have by being in this, these groups of people is tremendous. So you, you, you get return on your investment one-on-one that you are able to do better things in your business, but you get an exponential return on investment because now you have other people that you can do things with and grow your business much faster and grow your capabilities much faster and grow your influence. Absolutely. And I think also when I come home from these types of events, I actually have a positive impact on just the people who are around me as well, my family and my friends, that they can see the difference as well. I'm happier, I'm calmer, I'm more focused. And there's also that benefit as well, what it does for your family and your community by spending time on improving yourself. It's so important. However, I'm going to say that as as much as you should do it, Whenever you're learning something new, immediately start implementing it before you go on to the next program. Oh, <laughs> you know, the absolutely. The next thing you're going to learn, implement people. I cannot tell you enough how and, and enforce it. Make yourself do it. Implement what you learn because the learning doesn't start when you hear about the subject. The learning only starts when you start to do the subject. Then that's when the questions come up. That's when the, the, the challenges arise. That's when you start to meet yourself. Okay, how am I doing with this subject? And that, that could be also why you might need a coach. But do implement action. Success comes from taking your dreams and then putting in motion action to make those dreams come true. Excellent. I couldn't agree with you more, Mindy. I just love it. So Mindy, thank you so much for your time. What a pleasure it has been to have you on the show. I feel like I've known you for years going back and forth like this. We have so many things in common. Mindy, if people want to get a hold of you, where should they reach out to you? There are two places. If you are interested in money and talking about money and how you can improve your your finances for yourself, your personal finances, you can contact me on Facebook in the Healthy Finances. That's the name of the Facebook page. That's the name of the company. And if you are interested in learning about being a self-employed person, being a successful self-employed person, and, and start getting more business content, also on Facebook, you can find me at Successful Self-Employed Superwomen. There also, I have what I call the Ten Commandments of Successful Self-Employed Businesswomen. You can download it there for free. Also on Healthy Finances, you can download a series of tips daily tips that you can get on how to manage your money better and and increase your quality of life. So feel free. I'm here at your service, dedicated really to help you, dedicated to your personal, your business and your financial success. Excellent. And I'll make sure I put the links to these at expatmoneyshow.com under Mindy's profile. Mindy, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Happy you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much, Mikhail, again, for the opportunity. I really enjoyed the call. Hey, everyone, Mikhail here. So I have an ask for you today. If you're enjoying this podcast, what I want you to do is go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. If you want to leave us a five-star review, even better. If not, tell us why. We are really doing our best to make this show the absolute best it can be to help as many people to go offshore and inspire entrepreneurs and investors and business owners to move their businesses abroad. There's so much to be had in this industry. I love doing this work and I love doing this podcast, but we want to get the message out there to more people. And the best way to do that is with reviews. 
So if you have ever gotten one good tip, one good thing from this show, if you enjoy listening to us every single Wednesday or whenever you listen during the week, then please take 30 seconds out of your day, go out there, leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It actually makes a big difference for the show, for the visibility, and really helps get the word out there. So I appreciate that. Thank you so much, everyone, for your support. This episode may be over, but your journey to greatness continues by visiting our webpage and signing up for our newsletter. For convenient access to new episodes, show notes, and other crucial resources, visit expatmoneyshow.com. We look forward to you joining us on the next episode of the Expat Money Show. Safe travels. I have managed to secure exclusive rights to a block of villas in one of the hottest up-and-coming regions in my current home country, Panama. Join me Saturday, May 4th at 10 a.m. Central, 11 a.m. Eastern Time for our special presentation called Investors Workshop, capitalizing on the globally recognized resort brand coming to Panama. We will discuss how the tourism landscape in this region will change rapidly upon the public announcement of this project and how I have secured the rights for my clients to capitalize on this opportunity before anyone else. Thanks to my connections in the region, I have negotiated pricing that front runs everyone else. Think early, early bird pricing. From gourmet restaurants to vibrant clubs, poolside activities, and even live bands, this resort is going to pump some serious life into the region. But this isn't what excites me or what should excite you either. The exciting part is that these world-class amenities and top brand will attract tens of thousands of tourists. Tourists who will fork over top dollar to stay at our investment properties. Register free at expatmoney.com forward slash webinars. That's expatmoney.com forward slash webinars to register for this free real estate workshop. See you on May 4th at 10 a.m. Central Time. That's 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Go to expatmoney.com forward slash webinar.